1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant and the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves, blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 221 of the 77 Club. Harry, start with the socials. Yes, uh, the Wall 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram, at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Please subscribe and tell a friend. Uh, Jack Williams is here. Hi, everybody. Uh, has anyone seen Bayless? I don't know if we're Bayless, no. He's given up on walls, mate. He's given yeah. up. He's given up. Oh, well. Uh, Harry, we'll start with, um, I mean, we called it a must win, a must not lose, every sort of football cliche under the sun. Um, we didn't lose it. We didn't win it. 1-1 draw at the city ground. Uh, lots happened in it. Um, let's start with the starting eleven, though. We're always talking about this now, aren't we? It's the, mm. it's the topic of the week every week. Bizarre. Absolutely. <laughs> the team come out. We're all messaging each other. You look on social media, everyone's like, what on earth is this? Is it a five at the back? Is it a 4 3 3? Is it a 4 2 3 1? That's what it turned out to be, but it was anybody's guess. Totty left back, and you've got Bueno on the bench. <laughs> Eight Nori. We'll probably get onto it, but don't know what's going on there. He's lost the plot and shaved his head off because I think he's fed up with Lopetegui. And the team was horrendous. Cunha. I think that proved he's not a number nine. He can't play a front on his own. Granted, he didn't get much service up there, but he's just not an out-and-out striker. Like, nothing happened that first half because of the team. And basically, four centre midfielders on the pitch, shoehorning players into positions they're not good at. And that first half proved the starting lineup was absolutely ridiculous because we were horrendous that first half. Jack, bring it, I'm, I'm almost speechless, to be honest, just with he- Harry recapping like that. I mean, it was a really tough watch, wasn't it? And mm. yeah, the, the, the Toti Gomez thing was the first thing that stood out to me as just just strange, really, yeah. because we all know that, you know, bringing a player in like that to play in what's a really important position for us is just, just weird when you've got deputies ready and waiting sort of on the bench who are proven playing in that position at that level this season. But the whole the whole display just from start to finish, it's just it was actually quite worrying. And the one thing that I don't want to happen is I don't want the fact that we somehow managed to get a point, which we didn't deserve, by the way. We did not deserve a point from that game at all. We had one shot on target against Nottingham Forest and somehow scored from that, despite having seventy two percent possession. It, it's it's an absolute shambles, and it's just it's just all over the place, really. And I, I don't know how we got away with just scraping a point from that game because we didn't deserve it. Forest the better team. They created the better chances. They had more chances than we did. Granted, we had a load of possession, but 
what's what good soil is possession if all you're going to do is pass it around the mid back and the midfield and you're scared of getting into your own final third and yeah shocking really i mean it's just it's just lucky really really lucky that potence popped up with that goal it was a neat finish i know there was other areas uh in his game which we'll talk about in a bit but it, it's a real get out of jail free card really and that it's just looking at the last two games it's it's just so erratic and just it, you just can't predict it because leads defensively all over the place but you know at least we scored a couple of goals and today uh sorry on saturday defensively overall a little bit better but we didn't we didn't look like scoring a goal did we really until until we did somehow but it's just having having one shot on target against forest and then Prior to that, losing, letting in four goals at home against Leeds. Two teams in this relegation battle with us. I'm sorry, but it's not good enough. And I, I, I don't know what's going on. And for the first time now, up, up until before these last couple of games, I was not that worried. But you've got to think now, is there any team that's as all over the place as we are at the moment? And I, I don't think so. And teams are scraping together points somehow. Luckily, again, last night, the results have gone our way, really, and helped us out. But I, I just I don't know where to start with it, really. Uh, it was a feisty Morgan Gibbs White derby, wasn't it, Harry? Um, but I think it, it comes back to Lopetegui not really knowing his his favoured eleven or or our best eleven. I know five out of the nine substitutes on the day were were signings from the summer onwards. Um, what does that tell you? You know, Sarabia came in thinking, you know, oh hello, we got a player here. Um, he's not made an impact. Uh, there's a couple of others that. that you could put in the same category. I mean, we're going to mention uh, about uh, Guedes later. I mean, I completely forgot that he played for us this season. It seems very, very haphazard, <laughs> and I don't know where we—I don't know where we go from here. Because, like, like Jack said, teams below us seem to be picking up points. And actually, when you look at the fixture list, there's, I think, only one or two in and around us that we have left to play, and, and the rest are going to be um, very much underdog games. Yeah. Um... On the on the bench, I think I'll talk about that first. I think, I mean, he had to make subs, didn't he? I thought Bueno when he came on, um, it was just nice to have a natural left back there. I'm, I get he wasn't fully fit, so that's probably why he didn't start. Um, I thought Costa made a difference because I think he came off for Dawson, didn't he? And Dawson second half, we've we've praised Dawson so much, but when they were counter attacking on us with pace, when like Gibbs White Johnson that are running at us, he looked all of 32 or 33, whatever he is. I don't know his exact age, but yeah. So Costa coming on, thought he did okay. He did well for the goal uh, with his back to goal to lay it back to Neto. I think he took a deflection. Um, I thought Adamas from the start, typical. They just doubled and tripled up on him. So we tried to give it to him. He tried to make things happen, but it was inevitable he'd come off because he had one of those games where he didn't really do much. And yeah, so... Look, Pedence come off the bench and got us the goal. So I suppose the subs did make an impact, but it's just ridiculous. And you talk about other teams around us. Yes, results going our way, but we've got to concentrate on ourselves. We can't just keep relying on other results. I think we need, what are we on, 28 points now? I think we need 38 points to survive. I do. I think that's how much will, will keep us up. I've heard people say 32, 34. I think that's way too low especially with everyone fighting for their lives and the points the teams are on. So it's very worrying. And I know if Bayliss was here, he said to me at the turn of the year, he thinks we'll get relegated. He thought that Lopetegui's manager bounce wouldn't last long. And to be honest, his words are ringing a little bit true at the moment, but I'm still got to stay optimistic and think we can just creep over the line somehow. Um, Daniel Pedence has been charged by the FA after he allegedly spat at Brennan Johnson, um, 
during the game. And this was in the 90th minute. VAR looked at it at the time, Jack. Nothing doing. What's this all about? I don't know, to be honest. And it's uh, an interesting one to, to pick up on because all, 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 let's be honest, it looked like... I mean, he obviously... Even if he didn't spit at him, he pretended to, or he was he was trying to make the action too, like he was going to. However, if VAR had evidence to prove that he did, they would have sent him off at the time. And the reason they didn't is because you can't actually see any spit coming from his mouth. He's just sort of doing yeah. blowing action. Uh, they said the same thing on match of the day. Um, and to be honest, I'm just I'm not really buying it. I, th- I think the Forest player, if he had been properly spat on, he would have made more of it. But I think mm-hmm. he just he saw like he was doing the motion, and then was like, oh, you know, to the ref to try and to try and do it, and they all crowded round the ref, and obviously no one got booked for that. But that's a different story. Um, so how how they can actually enforce a ban if there's no clear evidence retrospectively? I don't know. And if there was evidence, they'd have used it at the time. So mm-hmm. to me, the whole thing just doesn't make sense. But with everything we've seen from the FA and decisions this season, then what well, you know, it just doesn't matter, does it? You know, it, it really makes no difference whether it makes sense or not because they'll try and enforce it. But he was silly to even make the gesture. I agree with that, but I don't think he properly gobbed in his face because firstly, you'd have seen it. Secondly, mm-hmm. the reaction from the Forest player would have been different. And to now come in and charge someone with like allegedly spitting, like unless there's conclusive evidence, what do you do? Because opponents can just appeal and say, well, I didn't do that. And what they can say, well, we think you did, so we're going to give you. It would be at least a three-game ban, wouldn't it? Potentially more it is, than that. It is a six-game ban uh, for spitting. I mean, where's this fitting with the whole sort of uh, judicial system in the in the country? Because like, <laughs> oh, well, we think you did it, but we can't prove it. But we're gonna we're gonna charge you anyway. That's it. You're going to prison because we think you did it, but we can't we can't prove yeah. it. But you know, um, so their their wording was allegedly in the statement, wasn't it? That's just come yeah. out earlier. So. It'd be interesting to see. I think Wolves have got to respond by the 12th of, of April. But for me, I look, like you say, VAR, if there was a, if there was fluid that came out of his mouth, he'd have, been, he'd have been sent off on the day. But why is Pedence even doing that? I know he didn't actually spit at him, but why is he even doing the gesture? Like, why is he even giving them a, a, a chance oh. to send him off? It's just ridiculous. True, from, but they are a bunch of dicks, aren't they? Like, they there's, are, a bit, but, there's, a bit, there's a bit of history there, I think, isn't there? particularly with the uh, League Cup game and Gibbs yeah, White. So still, I can see why it, it's silly, I know, but I can see why they were kind of rolled up. Um, but, but for me, spitting, even if it's just gesturing, it's just like the lowest of the low, isn't it? You know, shove yeah. him or something. You know what I mean? Get a book in, shove him in. I know Pedence probably wouldn't move him because he's about two foot tall, but yeah, I don't like that. I, but for me, it weren't a sending off because, like you say, nothing come out of his mouth. It's like threatening, it's like flinching a punch in it or something. Like yeah. you flinch and it don't actually it's exactly do it. The same, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So now, nah, but like, we, we, there's such a, there's not a very good feeling towards Wolves, is there, from uh, the FA at the moment. So I don't know if that's going to help. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I think it, yeah, it, it'll probably come down to intent, won't it? That will be the whether, whether he did it or not. Whether there was, it's the intent that it's probably going to end up with a with a six game ban, and that's going to be a big big problem. Um, Look at Tom's uh, put. You should, uh, we asked to come on the podcast, by the way, Tom. So I don't know what you're in the comments, <laughs> but yeah. So Johnson earlier on the game, he did get booked for diving, didn't he? On that one when Toti Gomez was all over him, yeah. and people were saying was Pedence like doing a blowing gesture to him to say, "I'll fall over again." You know what I mean? Dive again. So there was um, a lot of the, maybe one, like like blowing like. Phew, I'll blow you over because you dive. But uh, just just uh, on that, okay. sorry to change it quickly, but before we get into the Pedence thing, did you think the Adama one was a penalty? Yeah, all day. I didn't I, think it was. And I oh, also nice. didn't think he should have got booked for, booked for diving. 
So it's weird because I think he obviously probably felt the arm on his shoulder at Darbo and just went down. I think he should have stayed on his feet. So I, for me, I didn't mind that one not being given. I, I think there's, if that had been in a different area of the pitch, then I think it would have probably been given as a foul. The problem that I think we're having now, though, is the fact that VAR is there is the referees are more reluctant to make a decision. They're just letting it go to VAR. And if it's clear or obvious, then they can correct it. And I think what's happening with us, on particularly in these sort of um, decisions where we think we're getting, well, we are being a bit hard done by, is a lot of these things, we're thinking they're a foul. But because they're not hitting the the, the criteria for clear and obvious, the re- um, they're not being overturned as well at the same time. So do I, I think it was probably a foul. I agree it probably would have been a softish penalty that I was been a bit annoyed if it was against us. But we're, we're due something. We just we just feel like we should get one at some point. I was a bit worried just mentioning when when Toti got turned because watching that the first time, I thought it was a penalty because he was all mm. over him a little bit at the start. But that was actually a good call by the referee. Good the referee, yeah. It definitely wasn't. Um, I was a bit worried when he went down. I was like, shit, it looked like he was properly all over him then because he was mm. to begin with. But they kind of had a bit of each other. But that, So that was a good call. But... Yeah, it's uh, the the Trari one isn't as bad as some of the calls that we've had. I think in recent weeks uh, to not be given, but I still think you could you could argue it was a penalty. Mm. Uh, Harry, I think you made the point in the group saying that our disciplinary record <sighs> attitude is terrible. Um, just explain that a little bit. Do, do you I mean? Do you think any of it is warranted? Do you or do you think you know well, it needs to call for calm? We've recently just been charged another fifty-seven grand for the Leeds incident. We've just been charged today. Like who is it? The, the, the staff, the, one of our coaching staffs, been charged. Obviously, Prudence potentially could be getting charged. Lopetegui get booked every other week. I think he has got to just try and not only because we can't keep getting these yellow and red cards because you know he could really affect us. Maybe like I, I bet Jeff She sat there thinking, "Do I really want Wolves to be this club that everyone just looks at and thinks, Jesus Christ?" You know what I mean? always on the sidelines fighting with the, the other managers and staff, always getting players booked, always getting charged by the FA. We've had so, I've never seen so many tweets pop up on the timeline on social media from the bloody FA charging Wolves. It's getting a bit silly. I think he's just got to try and sort that out. I know he's passionate, and I probably I suppose that like rubs off on the players, doesn't it, when they see him on the sideline going absolutely tits. But I think he's got to rein it in a bit and try and calm it down and try and get our discipline, disciplinary record in order. It's getting like really silly now. What would you rather see, though, Jack? I mean, I'm, I'm all for passion, but I suppose they are technically crossing a line, aren't they? I, I don't mind it that much, to be honest. I kind of like the us versus them mentality, and that that's the the bit of fight that I do like at the moment. And I don't really care if everyone hates us, but and with some of the decisions that we have had, we've had every, every right to be aggrieved because we, you know, we've had <laughs> we've had to goals disallowed at Liverpool when for offside when there was no camera there. <laughs> we've had Lamina sent off for crowding the referee, which the Forest players w- were doing all day on Saturday and no one ever said a word then. So we've got every right to be aggrieved for some of it. So I don't really care if that's the way he gets the players motivated, then fair enough. Obviously, the other side of that is we're going to have game bans for Johnny's still suspended. Neves uh, has got his, his tender booking now. So that's oh, yeah. for a couple of games and changes everything. Uh, but, you know, it, it comes with the territory a little bit. But I don't mind us having that little bit of fight, really. I, I like that. Uh, but I know it does need to be controlled. But I suppose then if, if we're in a day and age where if opponents does end up getting a six-game ban for maybe spitting, then we just need to stop it altogether, didn't it? But I go back every week and I say it, and you have to say the same things. And, like, would this have happened if it, if it was a Liverpool player who did it? And I don't think it would have. Like, so It wouldn't if it was Bruno know. Fernandes, would it? No, no, he, he pushed he got away with so much. Yeah, right. yeah. Just on the the game again. Sorry, we, we their goal. I personally, 
thought Totti was at fault for his positioning. And a lot of people are pointing at Saar for like coming out and stopping. But can you blame Totti? He's not a left back. So he's out there, gets caught out of position, shock. It's going to happen. But we were lucky to only concede one, weren't we? Like we said. Um, how would you? How would? How would you rate the point now, Harry? We, you know, it's an absolute massive point in the grand scheme of things. We didn't deserve to get anything out of that game. We got we got outplayed. Like Jack said, Forrest had way more chances. If they could finish, which is pretty ironic, because that's what you'd say about Wolves usually, they could have won by three or four. And it's just lucky that it dropped to Pedence because of all people, although he's frustrating and his fancy flicks are frustrating, when you get him in front of goal, he is quite composed and he showed great composure to flick it onto his right foot and smash it into the net. And it felt, I said like after the game, it felt like a win getting mm-hmm. that late goal because I did not yeah. see it coming. I couldn't see a goal coming from anywhere. And like you say, one shot on target. Our most possession we've ever had in the Premier League game. But we, I mean, you see the heat maps that have been coming out lately. It's just all around the back, nowhere near the box. So what's the point in passing it around? Forrest was letting us have the ball. So we an absolute smash and grab, really. And it, if I was a Forest fan, I'd be gutted that they didn't get it, like that they didn't get all three points. It, it's one of those games which for Forest could really be a turning point because they they'd have been really gutted with that. And then obviously they played Leeds last night and lost as well. So really that feels like two defeats in the space of four days for them, really. I know they got a point against us, but that's what it'll feel like. And those are sort of the sort of things at this point in the season that which can really screw you. I mean, we haven't got anything to shout about because that was honestly up there with the worst performance of the season, I think. And just only having one shot on target against them lot um, is inexcusable. So if you think back to the League Cup game after Lopetegui just come in, we played really well in that game and really should have won in normal time. And I was expecting a similar sort of thing where we'd be up for it. We'd go out, then we create chances. And I just don't know what was happening on. It was just, let, let's just keep the ball and play it around the midfield. And then we're just, there's just nothing up front. Like Harry said earlier, Cuny can't play up front on his own. I think if we want to try and score goals to keep us up now, but that's what we've got to do. We, we you know, if we don't score another goal, we're down. We need to start putting players in the box and playing with two up front, I think, most of the time. Just, just you've got to go for it. Let's have a look at the next Premier League game, which is against Chelsea. And I'm sure that after this, at this stage of the season, normally saying, oh, we're only 10 points behind Chelsea, you'd be going, Chelsea must be having an awful season, which they are um, by their standards. Uh, Harry, Frank Lampard will be in charge. He's been put in uh, interim charge of Chelsea until the end of the season after they sacked Graham Potter at the weekend. Um, Now, it could be this new manager bounce thing that we, you know, nine times out of 10, it does happen. Uh, I think it probably will with a side like Chelsea. Um, but remember, I think, I think was Frank Lampard's last game against, last game in charge of Chelsea against Wolves. How was it? I, I think, I didn't know that. I think, I was it? I think or sure. it was either his first or last. And I think it might have been his last. Mm. Don't quote me. Something sticks in my mind of it. Is it all going to pot against Wolves? Um, huge game. Uh, Jack's mentioned potentially playing two up front. Um, there's going to have to be at least uh, one change because Ruben Nevers, as we said, is starting a two-match suspension. Mm, well, first of all, we're going to lose this game. There's no two ways about it. I'm not even going to pretend I'm optimistic. They've got an amazing squad of individual players, but they clearly didn't like playing under Potter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no bloody Harry Potter, is he? He was shocking, but... <laughs> Lampard, <laughs> Lampard coming in is just that feel-good factor they need around the club, isn't it? And it's just gonna then they're gonna take it out on us, and they're gonna is spank it? us by three or four. It, they are. They've got amazing players. Like 
And they've got. I can't believe they've only got thirty nine points. They're only. You know what I mean? They're only just if, above us on the table. They're going to batter if, us. If Frank Lampard wasn't wasn't Frank Lampard, if he was anybody else, he, he wouldn't be just keep walking into Premier League jobs like he is. This is the thing I don't understand. Is what is he, he actually showing? Bad job though at Chelsea. Looking at him now, he was in and around the top four with them. He had that season where they didn't have any. They couldn't sign any players, and they were up but, near the top four. They battered us at Molyneux that one game. If you remember? But watching Everton, Everton fans thing. I mean, what's yeah, like, true. like? Look, look at them in the table. Yeah. They're, they're in this in this battle with us when they shouldn't be anywhere near it. Really, I think uh, this is quite a clever move from Chelsea. He's just interim manager, so he won't be there next year. It's just to get him in because their season's done, and it really. I think they're still in the cup competition, aren't they? But Champions League. Yeah, uh, like it's just a feel good factor move. It's just, just yeah. to get the players to feel good and just try and get a tune out of them because Potter couldn't do it, could he? I think a few of their players when he got sacked were liking the post on Instagram. So maybe they were just down tools and just not performing for him. And now, like I say, they've got absolute superstars. They're all going to click, turn it on and beat us about five now. It's <laughs> just on the Potter thing, but how many people did you see on Twitter or Facebook within half an hour of that happening is saying that we should get him in in the summer? Oh, no. Like, get Lopetegui like, out, yeah. Oh, and get Brendan no. Rodgers in was the other one I saw. Christ. I mean, it just shows you the come. farce is football, isn't it, really? Oh. We've been after Lopetegui for bloody years and we're just going to get rid of him and bring Potter in now. You've got to give the bloke a chance. He started yeah, off well, didn't it? You know, come on. Jesus. No, it's ridiculous. Uh, thanks to Aaron in the comments who's uh, rectified my stat that wasn't really a stat. It was uh, Thomas Tuchel's first ah, match. Ah, so we got sat just before us. Just yeah. before. So um, it isn't the first time that a new manager's come in uh, playing us. Uh, we did get a draw that game from memory. Um I mean, Harry, you wanted to talk about what picking our best eleven. Um, I mean, pretty no no better time to do it now. Well, I was just saying let's pick it with everyone available, but without Neves in, I personally for this game. Do you know what the team that played the team we started against Liverpool at home? It was basically <laughs> a four four two. I want to see us play that sort of formation, but controversial. I wouldn't have Nunes in the team. I know he's on the left that day. If Wang's fit, which I don't know if he is, and he's probably not, I'd have him on the right. I'd have Sarabia, and this is stupid as well because I'm contradicting myself again, but I would have Cunha up there. I'd have Sarabia just playing off Cunha. On the left, oh, it's a pick-up, isn't it? I probably, I'd hate to say it, but I probably would have to go with Pedence. Just because I wouldn't have Nunes out there because he's not really his position. In midfield, well, the weekend, I'd probably have Nunes and Lamina as the two. Some people probably would say Matinho, but or even Babacar Traore might get a shout. But for me, Nunes and Lamina as the two midfield. The back four, I'd have Bueno straight back in there. Yeah. Eight Norris going to be nowhere near it because, as we've said, he's gone all... Um, Michael out of prison break and gone skinhead because he's fell out with Montague. <laughs> Samedo right back. You've got to say Dawson and Kilman, but the way Dawson played against uh, Forest the weekend wouldn't surprise me if Colin gets Collins gets a sneaky look. And obviously Sarin goal, who also has been questioned. So yeah, for me, a four four two or a four four one one, depending on how you want to look at it with Sarabia. I know he hasn't pulled up any trees, but in that game against Liverpool, when he was just playing off Cunha, floating about trying to make things happen. That's when we've been most effective going forward. So that's the sort of formation I'd want to see and that's the sort of team I'd want to see. Jack, any changes for you on that one? Well, so funnily enough, when you asked this question in the group earlier, I started making a note of it. And the same thing I did, I was like, we need a four-four-two again. When you go back mm. and looking at the times we have looked good, particularly in the Liverpool game, but you know, against uh, some of the teams when Lopetegui first came in, that's the kind of thing I'd go for. So it's pretty similar, really. So the back four of the Semedo, Dawson, Kilman and Bueno, which I think is what Harry said. 
I would play Aitnori on the left because we had some joy with that at some point towards the start. We had some joy, joy with Aitnori. And I do think, as I said earlier, we're going to have to start scoring goals if we, we want to stay in this league. Um, and then the midfield three just for Saturday of, of Nunes, Lamina and Martino. You'd have to put Nunes out on the right, basically. Then up front, as I said earlier, you can't keep playing Kuna up there on his own. I don't think he's that sort of player. So it was either be Kuna or Podence, then behind Costa or Jimenez. I, it doesn't matter. Like, to be honest with you, probably Costa because he did all right when he came on the other day. Uh, but yeah, but we need what? to at least be doing 4 4 2 or 4 4 1 1, whatever way we look at it. I think you mentioned eight Nori. I completely agree. I'd love to see him out on the left, to be honest. He had some good performances there when he came on against Villa, is one that stands out and obviously scored against Everton. They've got to have fell out, haven't they? For him to not be in that squad Saturday, obviously, we'll never find out, but it must be I um, what's happened. Like, it's strange. Did um. I remember ages ago there was a clip of Cody saying that Aitken or used to turn up late for training and that, so maybe they've clashed over something like that. I don't know. Kids. I mean, it's it's like it's, it's not the time to fall out, is it? You can't be yeah. falling out at this stage of the season. If that has happened, like, we don't know. So nobody was left out a few weeks ago. He said it was for tactical reasons, didn't he? But Pedence, I, remember, he's left Pedence out a few know. times. Yeah, yeah he's that's left Potenza a few times and he obviously came on and scored the equaliser the other day. So mm-hmm. I think just because you're out of a squad with Lopetegui doesn't mean you're completely out of his plans by a long stretch because he does, does change that. And that's the joy of actually having a squad of players rather than just the 14 that we seem to have had for the past three or four years. But mm. I, I mean, we just got to, if they have fallen out, they've got to get over it now because the squabble is, the team is more important and we, we just need to create some chances. I mean, one of you shared the heat map of the of our possession on the group earlier, and how that looked looked on Saturday. It's like we've had seventy two percent possession in the Premier League away from home. That's incredible. That's really yeah. really good. The problem is that the ball's only been gone in the box about three times. It's about what five <laughs> touches in the box the whole game, and and just what's going on with that? Like, there's no point having all this possession if we're just going to sit back and then you're trying to play either you know get Troy to beat people down the wing and cross it into bloody one bloke on his own. You've got to find the balance, really, and possession ain't going to keep us up. Goals are, you know, I'd rather it be like the Leeds game, to be honest with you. I know it was a shambles at the back, but you can point to individual areas there. And, you know, we did create chances and we did look dangerous, but I'd much rather, I, probably probably what Lopetegui's done after after the Leeds game is thought we need to shore this up a bit, actually, because defensively it was a shambles, which it was. But we can't do that at the expense of not even getting the ball in the box because, you know, Forrest just, just nullified everything we had and it was just, it was just ridiculous at, at some points. Oh, well, <laughs> uh, score prediction, Harry. Uh, 5-0 Chelsea. 5-0? <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to get absolutely battered, honestly. I really do. I think they're going to click and they're going to kill us. Do you reckon? Yeah. I, I, I'm not as scared of the Frank Lampard manager bounce because, like I said earlier, he wouldn't be anywhere near a Premier League team if his name wasn't Frank Lampard, if I'm brutally honest. <laughs> and you, know, you can never predict with this because sometimes we just turn up, don't we? It's a long yeah. bank holiday weekend at home. It, uh, you know, I'd fancy us to get something from this if if Neves was available. That's the thing that's really going to kill us because be without him, in recent weeks, the times that he's gone off, we've just looked even more lost. So I, I'm with Harry. I, I, I think this would be a tough game, but I think we might do better than you think. But I'm going to go 2-1 defeat. 2-1 defeat. Um, Come on, Sam. Change your prediction. I, no, I, I think we might edge it. I do. Um, 
I'm gonna have to go two one because we always concede. Not, there's no you way did say you've been drinking before the stream, haven't you? So That's it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Just kick it in now. Um, I mean, to be honest, it wouldn't be the first time this season that we've taken points off Frank Lampard's side. So, yeah. uh, leave that what you will. Let's get your latest betting odds and ticket news. Do you want to start with tickets, Jack, and I'll uh, um, put a few bets up. Yes, so uh, he says not having everything ready, but so <laughs> th- <laughs> there is a few single seats actually knocking around for the game on on Saturday. It's a Category A game, so they are quite expensive, going up to fifty five quid, I think, in the Billy Right. But I think there is a chance to still get down to the Molyneux on Saturday uh, if you want to, but obviously very limited availability there. Uh, tickets are now on general sale for the Brentford game. There's a few left for that one as well. Um, actually, and also we've got Crystal Palace coming up, haven't we, on the 25th? So, oh, look at this. Mid-week, home games yeah. against Brentford, home fa- game against Crystal Palace. There's this, you know, got to win looking up. to take take stuff from those games, haven't you, really? Just just thinking out loud there. But yeah, the tickets for, for Brentford and Palace are both now on general sale, one per supporter number. Uh, next away game is a, a visit to the King Power Stadium when we play Leicester on the 22nd of April. Nice allocation for that one, actually. It'll get quite far down the points because there's nearly 3,300. Uh, that is currently on sale on the points, actually, a um, couple of days into that. But yeah, then they'll hopefully go quite far down. And then the other away game that we've got ticket information for recently is the away trip to Brighton, which is the week after on the 29th. Uh, allocation of 3,000 for that one. I believe that's currently on sale to the away season ticket holders, or, or if not, it is very soon. Soon. But uh, yep, you know, again, mm. look at look at all those games. I know Brighton are a different Big grade this toughy, season, really, really <laughs> t- toughy. But you know, the rest of them, we've got to be looking to take points from. Really, particularly if we don't uh, get it on Saturday, we've got to look at the the two home games and the away trip to Leicester. We've got to be taking points from those games, don't we? Really. Mm. Betting odds, as you can imagine, we're underdogs. Twenty nine to ten for us to win. Nineteen to twenty for Chelsea to win. Couple of as a special, Jao Felix two shots on target. They boosted it to three to one. I put bloody hundred quid on that. Havertz scores was seven to four. It's nine to four. Couple of correct scores. Two uh, one Chelsea, which Jack predicted is fifteen to two. Five nil Chelsea is a hundred to one, but I predicted so I'll put a pound on that. Four uh, <laughs> one Wolves, which I might just have a pound on. Just you never know. Is a hundred yeah. to one as well. What did you predict, Sam? Uh, uh, did you actually I said say two one, two one Wolves? Yeah. Eleven to one, two one Wolves. So, yeah, uh, Chelsea big big favourites, and I am not surprised to be honest. Yes, uh, we are full of the joys of summer uh, this week. Just a couple of uh, transfer rumours. Uh, apparently, Harry Nunes um, isn't wanted by Liverpool anymore. Too expensive, and um, probably realistically not good enough. Um, Guedes wants to stay. Where he is. Uh, And Semedo may be off to Roma. Uh, I know Jose Mourinho has expressed a little bit of an interest in him there. Um, I don't know how long he'll be left on his contract, actually. Yeah, it's. um, I think the the Guedes one, no surprise there, is it? I think we we kind of expected it probably probably leave. Semedo one, there's always rumours that every transfer window that comes around that he might go. There's always been a question around him since he's come in last few plays in Doherty. So I could I could see that one happening. It's gonna be an interesting window to be honest when it does come round with so many players going. Adama's another interesting one. He's linked with loads of teams still, isn't he? I think he'll he'll go. And yeah. Uh what what was the first one? I can't remember the first one that was mentioned. Oh Nunes. Uh, Nunes. Um I'm not surprised with that one. Obviously I think they were interested but we 
will want a lot of money for him, won't we? And as we've known, he hasn't performed that well. So Liverpool will probably look at it and think, let's get Jude Bellingham instead. <laughs> uh, Jude Bellingham might be slightly more expensive. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. Um, a little bit. Uh, Jack, would you be unhappy to see any of that clan leave? Yes. To be honest, I mean, a lot of this all will depend on if we, if we do go down, actually, won't it, really? Um, I wouldn't yeah. want to see Samedo go, um, in particular, because you, you've got to replace him, and uh, that's easier said than done. I, I will confess, though, this this week, as I said probably earlier, is probably the first time that I've actually, after that Forest game, thought we could really be in trouble here. I've kind of just been thinking, just just looking at the table compared to where we were before Lopetegui came in and where we are now, it's a massive improvement. I'm sure sure we'll get it right. But the last two games have made me question. And I have started looking at like the championship table and who's coming up from League One, just thinking, oh, who who might we be playing next season? Which is a, a worrying thing, really. I don't know if you lot have, uh, have been doing the similar thing, but it's, just, it's no, just so no. congested down the bottom that it's just... Uh, you know, we put together a couple of results, and it'll be happy days. It would be like that. You know, we're out of it. We'll be thirteenth, fourteenth, and everything's good again. But that's, like, interesting. That. Uh, but that's an interesting comment. I didn't know that. I was just checking that, and it says his contract is out at the end of the season. But oh, obviously, so that's not we've, true. We've, 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 well, no, no, it might be true. Um, obviously, we, we've got to trigger it, I guess. So, uh, the, no. so what's he put? Stewart has put. We have a two-year option on Tomato. So in our I favour. Mean, so I think I'd trigger that, to be honest. Yeah, and that's I mean, probably why we haven't heard yeah. any rumours about it. As you know, they, if it's in our favour, then don't know about this one. This one would be uh, we've still got to pay the forty-three million for Cunyun if we go down. <laughs> Apparently, that's true. I think I think because we signed him, it's it's a I know it's a, was it like a loan to buy thing, but I think it was a permanent thing was compulsory. So I think that's true. God. And and well, you know, we'll Cunyun came million in for Cody though. He's, he's <laughs> coming in. His, he's coming in. his tried, hasn't he, Cunyun? But I haven't seen. Anything to really justify that price tag? Yeah, I don't think. Great deflected finish against Leeds. That's not what you're on about. I mean, that's what, what, what do you think, really? Like, I know it's been difficult. I like him. him. I think he's but... a really good player. He's just not a goal scorer, which they were relying on him being a goal scorer. And with that price tag, a lot of Wolves fans were hoping he'd be a goal scorer. But when he plays just out on the left or just behind, or he's got like Sarabia to link with an interchange with, I think he's good. But he's not going to bank in 20 goals a season. He's just not that person. You could see that I mean, from early on. I know we missed out by not signing an out-and-out striker in January, but I honestly think with the way it's been lately, you could stick Harry Kane up there and he wouldn't make a difference because what's what's mm. he going to do if you get if you get two balls in in a game and they're crap, then <laughs> what 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 what's what's the expectation? You're not going to suddenly mm. score thirty goals with no service. Exactly. And at the moment, I mean, like I said, the Forest heat map, there was no service. We just passed it around the back and midfield and couldn't even get past their first line of defence. So what was that? What, what uh... I sent that picture for Ralph's actually sent to me actually that that conversion rate. So we've had 327 shots this season, scoring 21 goals. That's a 6.4% <laughs> conversion rate. I think that just says it all, doesn't it, about our striker problems. We're bottom, obviously. It's more than I thought. Of the other the other 14, we're bottom. Southampton are the closest to us of a 6.9% conversion rate. So that's relegation uh, percentages, isn't it? Let's be honest. They're shocking. I mean, they're shocking stats, aren't they? Let, let's face mm. it. Um, but but to be fair, everybody seems to be in a similar boat, really. I mean, we, we've scored 23 goals this season. You think, fuck me, that's woeful. Uh, same as Everton, same as Southampton. Mm. You know, uh, and not Forest have only scored 24. And then West Ham have only scored 25. 
it's, it's a case now, though, that we're looking at this, not thinking we're good enough to stay up, but thinking, are there three to teams who are worse than yep. us or in worse That's positions than us that we could mm-hmm. finish above? It's just a, a proper race to the bottom in it, really. But like, you know, a win on Saturday would, would change the whole mood entirely again and everyone would think it'd be fine. But it, this this is going to go a lot more to the death than I thought it would be even a couple of weeks ago. You know, if we just beat Leeds and then got a draw at Forest, everyone would be be, be pretty happy now. Breathing room. That, that's the difference it, it makes. But you know, the way we're playing just and how erratic it is and how all over the place it is, is just making me a little bit worried. And if, if ever we do get battered on Saturday, like, which could well happen, we could really lose to, to Chelsea. They've got something to prove. New, newish manager in a kind of, in a sense, a new old manager coming in. Uh, could be the Roy Hodgson effect and we get battered. And then suddenly that puts pressure on those games I just mentioned, you know, the home games against Palace, Brentford and the away game at Leicester, mm. where suddenly if we go through those with one point, we are in trouble. We are That's what I mean, Jack. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it is a tight, if we do lose, I hope it is tight and we put up a battle because if we do get absolutely spanked and Molyneux empty after 85 minutes or something, then we're so low on confidence going into those crucial games, like you say. So in that aspect, I really do hope I'm wrong. <laughs> we don't get battered. Uh, yeah. If you're if you're Lopetegui though, like what do you what do you say this week? Like what what's your message to the don't first of all? Anyone. Yeah, don't spit at anyone. Don't follow me and start swinging fists around and fighting with all the bloody coaching staff. You know what I mean? Like calm down a bit, keep your head, and try and shoot. Maybe that's what I'd say. I'd say <laughs> see that goal at the end with the white, you know, the poles and the net. Put the ball in there and we might have a chance. I, I think the worst piece of possible advice you'd give to Adama Traore is try and shoot more. Oh, good shout, yeah. <laughs> like you, you've got to treat Adama, you've got to treat Adama like Forrest Gump, haven't you? You've got to go, right, go, and then just guide him. He'll run off the pitch if you don't stop him. You have someone shepherding him. Get some coaches of arrows on the pitch. He'll be, running he'll, he'll, that way, that way, that way. <laughs> he'll be getting the ball to his feet in the right position and just smacking it as hard as he can at the goal. Um, oh, well, you said yeah. shoot. Yeah, it has run to Asda if you don't stop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Right, Harry's got a quiz. I have Harry, got a quiz and uh, it is Chelsea-based. Oh, good. A mixture of Chelsea and Wolves questions. So Lovely. we'll do this. Do you want to do it where if you know it, you just shout it out or do you want me to go in between the two of you? What just you shout it out. We'll try and beat the comments. Yeah. Okay. We'll try yeah, and beat yeah. the comments section. Yeah, right. So question one, started with a nice easy one for you, as I always do, which I say easy, you usually get it wrong, but there we go. Uh, yeah, so what, question one, which current first team squad member used to play for Chelsea? Costa. Oh my God. When you start, when you pause then, lads, I got so worried. <laughs> yes, Diego Costa. Jeez. I have to think, I can't do it instantly. I have to have a little think. <laughs> question number two, on the 15th of December, 2020, Wolves beat Chelsea 2-1. Giroud scored for Chelsea. Neto bagged the 95th minute winner. Who scored the other Wolves goal that day? Was, was that during lockdown? No crack. I remember when Neto scored and went mad and jumped like yeah. was celebrating with no one. Was it not I take it it wasn't Jimenez? No, sorry. Don't know. Comments going to beat us here. Do you want a clue? No one in the comments has got it yet. They'll probably Google it. Do you want a clue? Is it Jota? Is it 2020? I know. Yeah, he's in the current team now. It's not Jota. Newcastle beating West Ham already. It's that similar sort of player. Podence. Yes. I should have stopped giving you clues, shouldn't I? (laughs) No, because we've been here all day. If you hadn't given us clues. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, Pedence got the other goal that day. Bit of a mad guy in that one, wasn't it? Uh, number three, which former Wolves player who played for Wolves from 2008 to 2011 started off his career at Chelsea? Savile. Michael Mancien. No. It is Michael Mancien. Good one, Jack. Someone put Mancien in the comments, didn't they, then? But that's for the previous question. Yeah, Mancien. Um... <laughs> the previous question. Who's, who's put that in? Tom Rouse guessed Mancien for current player who, who plays play for Chelsea. <laughs> he's, guessed, he's guessed Mancien again. <laughs> it is Mancien, to be fair, this time. Right. Wolves have played Chelsea 17 times in our Premier League history. How many of those really? have Wolves won? 17? Two. Two. Oof, close. Not many. We beat, them, we beat them the first season back at home, didn't we? We beat them in the lockdown game you just mentioned. So yeah. if it's not two, it's it's not many more because they battered us at the start. What did we beat them under McCarthy? We beat oh, we did. We beat them under McCarthy, didn't we? Where? Yeah. So it's three. Three. It is three. Yeah. It was when yeah. uh, was it Stephen Hunt scored, or was it like an own goal? Remember? It was, it was an own now. goal. I think it was. It yeah. Was yeah. We've uh, we Chelsea have won ten of them. We've drew four. Just to let you know of the seventeen. Question five: Wolves have played Chelsea ten times in our history at Stamford Bridge. How many times have we won there? I don't think we have. I think we. I think. I think. We, I think in, we've won the, once there. Eh? That's yeah, Premier League. Yeah. Premier League. Like it's Premier Sam League. Saying, Sam saying once. And once. Yeah. That's incorrect, Jack. I don't think we have. Yeah, that's right. We've God, never, we've never won at Stamford Bridge. Bridge. Yes. Not in the Premier League, no. Not in the Premier League, no. We've Chelsea on, we played seven, them ten. Hang on, hang on, hang on. If we played them ten times at Stamford Bridge, you must have played them at least nine at Molyneux. Uh, well, because in the previous question, he said we played them 17 times in the Premier League. You'll have to check with the start. What is wrong? What is wrong? It could have been 19 times. So, uh, I can't remember. Yeah, anyway, yeah. next question. Yes, we've never won at Stamford Bridge, which is the most no, good, important Good point. start. Yeah. Where was I? What question did I say that was? Five? Four? Yeah. So question, that was Five. Question six, on the 27th of March, 2004, Wolves lost 5-2 to Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Which former Chelsea striker came off the bench on his birthday to score a hat-trick to seal the win for Chelsea? Hasselbank. Oh, straight in. Not even a fourth. Yeah, he's quite old then as well, wasn't he? Who else scored that day? I did write it down, but now mm. I forget. For Wolves, it was Jody Craddock and Emery Kamara. We went 1-0 up. <laughs> That's straight one from the minute. 5-2. <laughs> yeah, uh, for Chelsea, I'm sure Lampard scored. That's just the didn't guess. they do it? Didn't but they beat us five at home that season as well? Yeah, they beat us five one at Molyneux that season. That's not in the questions. Yeah, though. Um, yeah, yeah. Four. No, question seven on the 14th of September 2019, Wolves also lost five two to Chelsea at Molyneux. Oh. Tammy Abraham scored a hat trick. Mason oh. Mount and Tamori scored the other two. Patrick Catrone scored one of the goals for Wolves, but who scored the other Wolves goal that day? Oh, Abra- it Cody. Hey, Tammy, Tammy Abraham won the own goal. Oh my God, that's a great one, Sam. I thought that'd get you. Yeah. It was Tammy Abraham own goal. It was such a bad game. That was, that was, that was horrendous, game. that game, wasn't it? Such such a yeah. bad game. That was when Cody got absolutely torn to shreds by Abraham, wasn't it? Like, I've never seen mm. anything so bad. And then we had yeah. Vallejo next to him, which was just like recipe for disaster. Oh, that, was the game where, that was the game where we were watching Vallejo and we were just <laughs> said, said as a joke, every time he gets past the ball, he just kicks it out of play. And he did, and didn't did he? it. He got past it yeah. in the right back position because of where we sit, like yeah. down down the front yeah. on the right hand side every time it just went out of play went out yeah of play. he looked up ridiculous. went to pass it would it have been Doherty then or would it have been Samedo it would have been Doherty wouldn't it he just went to pass it to whoever was right wing back and yeah nearly 
nearly hit uh, Jeff Shee, didn't he, in the in the Billy Wright upper? It was so, funny yeah. actually because it was the it was the first time or the only, there was a time since Abraham had torn Cody to pieces since he did it for Bristol City, I think the season before or two seasons before because he, he just he just couldn't. Oh. Like I said, with Cody, anybody with a bit of strength and pace, he just can't yeah. go, which is pretty much most Premier League strikers. So. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And then Vallejo went will. on to win the Champions League. Um... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last. Uh... <laughs> so funny, isn't it? That? You can't believe it. So, was that the game? When... Sorry, just to go on a tangent. Was that the game when Bennett did that super slide tackle or was that a different one? Bennett that was, that was, that was one, a different game. That was when yeah. we were good. That was when we were good. Last question. Chelsea's biggest ever league defeat, not Premier League, just league, came against Wolves in 1953. What was the score that day? Biggest ever league defeat. Uh, 9-0. 7-1. That's incorrect. 9-0 is incorrect. 11-0. Incorrect. 7-2. was close, I'll give you that. 7-0. 8-1. 8-1, yes. Chelsea's biggest. 7-1's close. You add one more, it's 8-1. Everyone's saying 13-0, 8-0, Quatic Rager, 8-0, Tom, 6-1, Steve. No, it was 8-1 with give Chelsea their biggest ever league defeat. And ironically, they're going to give us our biggest ever league defeat <laughs> the weekend. So there we go. That's the quiz. <laughs> well, thank you for doing that, Harry. Uh, we do thank enjoy... Enjoy the, I'm, I'm looking at and what our biggest loss is. I just say, Tom Rouse, you've been in the comments all night. I did ask you to come on. If you'd have come on, I've seen you getting all the quiz answer answers right. You should have just been here. Replace Bayless, get the mic back out of the cupboard, dust it off. But our, our biggest, maybe next our, time. Our biggest league defeat is 10 1 against 10 1 or 10 2 against Man United. 10 1, oh, 1892. Oh my god, they even have the pain with pig bladders then, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, right, okay. Well, um, best of luck if you're making your way to Molyneux on Saturday. Is of course, as Jack mentioned, the uh, bank holiday weekend. So uh, I oof, imagine it, it will get nice and messy. <laughs> drinky, drinky, uh, drinky, drinkies. <laughs> uh, but what we'll do is we'll say goodbye. Hopefully not forever. Even though it's going to be a big weekend of drinking to Harry Mansell. Goodbye. Just going to read this comment for a go. Paul said, "Keep the faith, Harry." Because I've been quite negative. I'll try, Paul, but it's hard at the moment. See you, everyone. And uh, goodbye from Jack Williams. <laughs> yeah, bye, everybody. <laughs> and it is a goodbye from me. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.